Hey guys, this is And The Writer Is, and I'm your host, Ross Golan. I've written with hundreds of writers and artists over the years, and my favorite part of each session is the first hour when we catch up about life and the industry, politics, composition, whatever. If you ask me, songwriters are some of the most worldly and intelligent people I've ever come across. So this is a journey of learning why people write songs, how people write songs, and most importantly, who the people are who write the songs. Now I'm co-producing this with my friend Joe London, who was nominated for a Grammy earlier this year for Best Country Song. He makes us sound like angels. If you want to listen to the songs we discuss in this podcast, go to Spotify and look up our playlist, And The Writer Is, or go to our website, www.andthewriteris.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate us on whatever your preferred podcast listening site is, whether it's iTunes or it's one of the others. We appreciate that effort and thank you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Today's podcast is with my friend Lunch Money Lewis. Lunch is a beast. If you don't know Lunch... You need to go right now and look up Lunch on YouTube. Probably the first thing you're going to see is the song Bills. You'll see that video. If you watch that, my guess is you don't need any more explanation to how much of a badass Lunch Money is. He's such a badass that Al Roker talks about him on the Today Show on a regular basis. He's also been featured on every artist from Thomas Rhett to Nicki Minaj, which says how diverse a writer this guy is and how fun he is to have in the studio. A couple notes for you so you can follow along. One is we talk a lot about Jay Cash. We talk about Jay Cash so much that we even interviewed him in the second episode. So you should go back and check that out. But lunch is signed to Jay Cash. He also discusses Salam Remy. Salam is the guy who helped break people like Amy Winehouse. He produced Nas, Fuji's, Fergie, Estelle, Miguel. Uh, you know, he's kind of like one of those urban super producers. So without going further into notes, I want to jump straight to the interview because lunch is that entertaining. He comes from an interesting family, comes from an interesting place. He's worked with so many different interesting artists that let's just hear what he has to say. So, without further ado, here is this week's episode of And The Writer Is. Welcome to And The Writer Is. I am your host, Ross Golan. Today's writer has been featured on records by Nicki Minaj, Thomas Rhett, Pitbull, and Megan Trainer. If that's not proof he's one of the most diverse writers in the game, his first single as an artist went number one in Australia and top ten in half a dozen countries, including the UK, and just went gold in the United States of America. He's written songs with the titans of the music industry because his flow and lyrics are consistently authentic and progressive. And the writer is a friend of this guy I know, who's not the writer on this episode, but knows the guy who's friends with the writer on this episode. <laughs> knows the guy. The guy. <laughs> Lunch Money Lewis. What's up, Ross? What an intro. I, I, like... would, I would try to explain the intro. It's obviously kind of like, uh, I don't know, because uh, you obviously grew up in an Italian uh, yeah. family. And you in know, the Bronx. In the Bronx. I, I really didn't, but it's just fun to act like it. It definitely is. Does that come from uh, growing up in Miami and being around a bunch of real gangsters who are selling lots of drugs? I think so. Half of that, and then half of like me being young and getting high watching Casino and Goodfellas and every Italian movie ever made. Yeah, they're the best. They're the best. Uh, welcome. Thank you. Welcome. This is nice. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. Um, uh, so when it, uh, when you grew up in Miami, you grew up in a in a family that... That has a lot of music. So yeah. you grew up in Miami. You're born in in late '80s, yeah. and it's like 
is that that's sort of right in the prime of when everything was going on in in your dad's band inner circle, right? Yeah, or- that was kind of I would say I was born in '88, so he was in Miami around '88, '89. He had just kind of moved there, and my parents just had me. And I think it was in the off the cusp of them leaving Jamaica, losing their lead singer, and kind of coming to America with a record deal, like reshaping the band and the sound. And they had a new singer, and so like by the time I was born, it hit the early '90s, and that's when like the new inner circle, like I think the world knows, like kind of kicked in. So I was like the golden baby who made it, and I blessed the luck of the band. I think, yeah. Dude, that's crazy. Did you tour with them? When, you when I was when I was like I think I did two tours when I was like five and six, it was like summertime out of school and they would go on this like U.S. run and I'll just go out go out with them. I was that was like probably like ninety five or something. I okay. don't remember, but yeah, I just like go. So you're in like second tour. grade. Yeah, I'm in like, like third grade in, in like, front of in front yeah. of a good like five thousand people. Yeah, five thousand sitting behind a, a drummer every night like loud, like you know breaking. St- all the can I curse? But breaking shit down, yeah. like all the drums, everything. This isn't down. like this isn't okay. CNN. Or I'm anything. sorry. No, I just you know I felt the the pressure. Yeah, but now by uh, like breaking down, so watching yeah. just watching the like evolution of a band, like it was inspiring. Yeah. Did it teach you how to write differently, or like was it teaching you how the, how the business works? I mean, when you're like seven years old and you're watching a band kind of blow up, yeah. Or, like, did you have any idea that, oh, yeah, my dad writes songs? I had no idea at all. Like, I just knew he was cool, and I know it was like, I love this. Like, yeah. I didn't know about money or, like, how anything works. I just saw it, and I was like, this is what I want to do for the like rest of my life. Like, sure. however I figured out. So I think that was, like, key to me, like, just sparking, like, an initial, like, love for music. Like, it's great. Yeah, I think when you sort of see how it, it like once you're taught something's attainable, you yeah. can reach for it. Oh, all day. You know, like so I think one of the problems with you know not a good education for a lot of people yeah. um, is that you you don't realize that you can attain whatever you want. But yeah. I'm sure it helps when you know growing up in an environment. Obviously, like you know, Sweat and Bad Boys are just such massive songs, yeah. and you'd you'd hear them everywhere. Yeah. So, were you aware that like that's your I got, dad? As I got older, I kind of, it kicked in. Like, you know, okay, your dad wrote these two songs in a part of this big, this band, you know, a reggae band from Jamaica. That's, But as, like, growing up, I think I was so just hypnotized by, like, the, the music, like, the making of it and watching them perform. I never really, like, it didn't hit me later until this is important and you have to do something important now. Like, Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, like, this was, like, I was, like, just wrapped up and I want to play drums and I want to just make this thing they're making every day you know did that put pressure on you i think when i got to there was an age where it kind of was like man you better do something with your life buddy yeah you know what age was that that was probably like uh probably like high school you know because i really got into the music like okay this is like you know when you're getting to the age of like career point like what are you gonna do with your life but it just like it kind of always progressed for me i think i was naturally like hungry for it you know they kind of were in their own world i was just like always doing me and learning and learning so i just was like a once i found out just i just like a rocket i was like all right this is what i'm doing and were you when you were in high school you're like oh i'm gonna do reggae like my parents were you like i'm gonna do anything but that because yeah. i need to be different yeah i kind of I always, I think reggae, like I always say, reggae is like a good, I'm glad it was the first music I heard because it's so worldly, it's so like positive, and then it's so like deep rooted in like culture. So I'm like, and it's like rooted in hip hop, it's in rock, it's in everything. So I'm glad like it was my first music because I like listened to everything because of it. Right. But then moving from it, I was like, I fell in love with hip hop. I was like, I love rhymes. I love writing raps. I love hip hop. You know, I love R&B. I love all Who these things. Who introduced you to that? Was that I, just by I being I think my brother. Age? I had a big brother. I had cousins and they were like into East Coast hip hop and like Jay-Z and Nas and Big Pun. And then I grew up in Miami where there was like this diversity of like Cuban music and then you know like Trick Daddy and like you know it was like this big melting pot of like music so I think that kind of I think hip hop more took me in high school and then I just like kept going from it was two good genres because they're like subgenre. like once you listen to rap you hear a rock sample and then you listen to the rock band and then right. reggae's like it was two good genres to like me to start from because it like took me everywhere else sure. from there so I was like kind of how cool. did you when did you realize you could actually write I think when I was I think I think pretty early, like, because I was always, like, 
I was so involved in the creating part of it. Uh-huh. Like, I love making it. Like, you know, being in the studio. Like, I am, and like we are now, all of us. Like, I love the writing process and the recording process or, like, writing a rap and writing a hook and trying to make it catchy. Not even knowing what catchy was, but, you know, it's funny, like, listening to my old stuff now. I'm like, man, I was trying to write, like, a good song when I was, like, 17, but I didn't know all the parts to make it, like, what it, I think I could make it now. But Do you ever think about... I guess every once in a while, like when I'm on an airplane, I'll go back and listen to some old school songs, yeah. just seeing if maybe there's like, man, that's a sick pre-chorus. Yeah. Like, I, I should go that. and steal that. Yeah. You know, I still, I, sometimes I listen to like, I listen to old raps now, and I'm like, what the hell was I thinking? Like, I wasn't doing anything of what I was talking about. Like, it just was like, you know. But then I hear just certain songs where I use melody really early, and I was like trying to sing and everything. I was like, oh, I was on to something. Like, I'm just like, you know, is that. So, I mean, you started as a rapper, right? Yeah. So, when did you... Because I think of you as a singer. Yeah. You know, when you're starting to sing, does the people the people who liked you for being a rapper, were uh, they like, well, that's weird that you're starting to sing? Or are people like, yo, man, you can sing from the get-go? I think it was funny because... Like, it's kind of expected that I should sing. Yeah, because you sing, yeah. Because, well, I mean, I also started, like, doing musical theater and I was, like, a, a you know, a dorky Jewish kid yeah. from the suburbs, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think the fact that I could do any sort of rhyming or that I work with rappers on any sort of level is always shocking to someone yeah. in the exact, maybe the exact opposite way. Which is cool. You know, like, do people yeah. look at you and do they think, like, wow, that's crazy, you can sing because you're really a rapper? Yeah, because in the beginning, the song that actually, like, I was in the local scene at home, you know, like a local rapper, and we all put out songs. And one of the songs that did well for me, I actually was singing the hook. It was a song called Get Grown that, like, all the DJs started playing and, like, the clubs and the skating rings. And, you know, I was, like, maybe in high like, right out of high school, like, in my early 20s. Like, you know, I was signed. I mean, there's like another gap of my life there. I was like signed in a group when I was 18. Yeah, explain that. Because it's pretty rare that someone has a record deal essentially straight out of yeah, out of, out of high school, and then also to have a record deal out of Miami is, you know, in the rap community yeah. is really unusual because it's not rare. Atlanta, yeah. it's not New York, it's not LA. Yeah, how does a band from? I mean, what was the band called again? Bottom of the Map. Bottom of the map. What a name, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, uh. it was awesome. We we're bottom of because we we're from Miami. We're like we're the bottom. You know, you get it. Sure. Yeah. But um, yeah, we uh, we were just it was my best friend, and he did music with me. We met in seventh grade, and we're still friends to this day. Like a musical best friend you have, sure. who still does beats and stuff, and we still you know do music. And there was three other What's dudes. What's his name? Berserk. Yeah. Zerk, he's the craziest. Does white he still, dude, still want to be involved in? Yeah, he actually engineers. Like he actually, you know, he's still like he's heavy in the tech side of it too, and like yeah. beats. He's like a really talented friend of mine. Yeah, sure, but yeah. we, you know, we grew up together. And then there was three other members. There was a producer at the time who was fairly big in Miami, and with him and Jim Johnson and Big D. And you know, it was like it's like the classic like producers getting big. I want a band, you know. And then yeah. we signed to them. And so that part of my life was like eighteen to. Were you guys all friends in high school? Just me and Zerk. The other two members, we weren't friends in, in high school. We weren't. We just met to the group. So it was like when we got the group together, I met both of them. Well, one of them. Did was someone the put the group together then? Well, it was. It was the group was originally my boy Zerk, another kid, and the kid and the homie yeah. Bone who was in the group. And I was a rapper locally, and the producer was like, "Yo, like how now? Can you come in and help them write hooks and write songs?" So I came yeah. in like, "Oh, I'm gonna write some hooks for this group. My boys in the group." Fuck it, you know? And then I came in, I rapped on a song, and then he was like, you need to be in the group. Like, so I actually joined the group then. The singer left, and we got another singer. A girl came in and sang on a hook one day, and then they were like, oh, you guys are the classic, you know, like, you guys are the group Yeah, they were like Black Eyed Peas. Yeah, you know, you get a car, you get a car. So it's like everyone, like, got in the group. And then um, that was fun. That was like, yeah, you get a vote, you know. It was like that kind of thing. You you know, you get a deal, you get a deal. Did you know... Going into when you're saying like I go and I'm going in to write a hook, are you thinking at all like because you grew up around it? Are you thinking like well now I'm gonna try it every time I'm trying to write a hit, or are you like yeah I'm just a kid going in a studio yeah. here my friends and I'm gonna just start singing whatever comes off the top of my head? That was basically what yeah. it was. It was like I didn't even know what it hit. You know I was like I'm just gonna go in here and like 
have fun and yeah. write a song with my yeah. homies and yeah. and end up rapping on a song and stand in the so group. there's five of you in bottom of the map five of us and you guys bottom get a deal map. with Motown Motown Universal how Sylvia did they hear Rome. you um we had the, uh, the Big D at the time had a manager, Derek Jackson, who some people know. He managed Scott Storch. He was like, you know, he is a prominent manager at the time. So when, you know, he brought his group to his big, it was classic. Yeah. Big producer brought his group to his new manager and they were like, oh, we need to sign them. And then we went, we flew to New York for one day, did a perform for Sylvia and they signed us in like a week. Yeah. So it was the fastest And this is thing. like probably like 2008 yeah, or something, eight or 2010. Seven. Right? I left high school 06 and I was signed in 07. Did you graduate? No. Do you ever... I left school at... Yeah, it's my senior year. It's really yeah. funny how, like, how little... Uh, I'm not I, proud of that either, but... Really? Do well, you care? I'm, I think it was smart. Like, now, you know, you get older, you're like, man, I should have just finished. I was, like, 10 credits away. But I think I was so... Affixed, like, with music, I, you know, I shout out my counselor, Miss Clark. She had a meeting with my mom that day and was like, look, he needs to go do whatever he wants to do because he's not here yeah. So I listened. I actually took that tip, and my mom listened. And we was like, "All right, let him go run free." So I ran free for a year, and I had yeah. a deal in a year. So, but so I mean, it's like, yeah. you're, you're articulate. <laughs> me... You've traveled the world. It's yeah. not like I, I think in education, um, a formal education versus the kind of education you had. Yeah, is like, I, had musical I think education. almost anybody would pick your education yeah. and, and would feel like that's a worthy way of learning. Like I, I yeah. haven't the. Most most people don't travel around the world performing their songs in front of a lot of people or yeah. see that. And then, uh, and then re like you were saying, the reason why I was saying education matters in attainability is because most people don't have, you know, that world doesn't open up by their parents. Yeah, yeah. Like exactly. your parents kind of opened up a world where you're like, well, what's the point of studying yeah, you know, it was like chemistry. You, it if was that's like not a drug dealer. Like you got a taste of that high. Like yeah. you were like, why am I even smoking anything else? Like I need to concentrate on this drug right here. I need to work on this and like finish it. And it wasn't, you know, I, I credit my family for, you know, teaching me hard work in it. It wasn't like, you know, I was like, it was like you want to do this, learn, like learn every aspect of it. If you win at it, you win. If you don't, you need to fit, you know. So I think I got obsessed with it, and it kind of took my. Just sure. my, I was like, yeah, it was like I ran with it completely. So you're in New York, you signed to Motown. Yeah. And uh, at that point, um, how soon after that did you guys record an album? Or Yeah, we recorded an album, like we went in the studio. And which in Miami or you're recording in New York? In Miami. Uh -huh. we, uh, we went into the studio and I remember working, uh, they brought like Static, which rest in peace, Static Major, you know, you know, wrote all the Aaliyah, Genuine stuff like that whole camp, you know, so I got to see him work a lot and that inspired me as a song. I was like, man, people are writing songs for people and, you know, he wrote most of the hooks on the album, we wrote verses, but I was always like, I'm going to stay here and watch him write because I was like, man, this is, this is a job. Like he's in yeah. here like cutting records and knocking stuff out. I had no idea, you know, about money and nothing. And so I was just like, yo, this is dope. Who's teaching you about the... You know who teaches you about the 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 money part? I think later when I started to like, I started figuring out on my own, and that's when I started getting information from other people. My dad sure. and other people would, you know, slowly. Because if you meet my dad, he's a funny guy. Like my dad's like a very old school. If anybody's like an old school parent, like old school Jamaican, old school it's old school anything, he's like he'll never give you all the information. But as soon as you get in the situation, he's like, all right, look here, this is yeah. all right. This is what you need to figure out. You know. It's what you know, and it's Patua and Jamaican land, like, yo, you have to do this, and da da da. So I'd always take bits and information, you know, and like yeah. when I get in the situation and like move from there. But like, just yeah, seeing him work, and we worked on the album for a year, and then, um, did they release it? Never. We got, we end up doing the classic, you know, working on the album, and then it went wrong, and we split up, and yeah, got dropped and stuff. When you got dropped, what, what was the thought process? Like, how do you go from there to like, you know, I'm going to move to L.A. and do a deal with... I, I mean, how do you then get a hold of... I, I guess was, J Cash was probably my through Miami, right? Yeah, Ka but I didn't know Cash at that point. So how, did you, is a whole how new, do you get a chapter? How do you get from like okay, my band just gets dropped? Yeah, you're at, anybody who gets a record deal, especially at that age, yeah, is yeah. like I Thinking, am Jay Z. Oh, I'm about to be. I'm not about, I'm about to, to be the biggest yeah. rapper in the world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you know. You so how do you that. go from like that to to L A. Um, you, know, you get dropped, and what's emotionally? How do you move? On? I was like. 
you know, we had been, there was so much whirlwinds in the group, you know, from there. And I have no hard feelings about any of it either because it was so awesome at young age. And I learned, I got to tour, you know, with friends and all that stuff. But um, it was like a whirlwind of emotion. I was like kind of, I didn't, at the time I knew we couldn't do, I was trying to do other music because I knew the group was over at a certain point. So I was like, oh, we can't So you started it. writing before the group was Yeah, done. I kind of caught the wave of like us being like, okay, this is like not going to go. So I need to like Did the stay. label try to keep you guys together or was the label like, nah, this is not going to work? Yeah, they held us. We were together for a year, you know. Shout out to Sylvia. She never dropped us immediately. I think she yeah. had us hang around for a while. But then I think, you know, we just got a little older. We were together from where 18. We're like, all right, you know. And I think we all started just kind of in our own worlds. Well, and, and then, you were saying before and, you know, not to go too far into yeah. it, but just that you guys had like four members of the band, two managed by yeah, one guy, two, two managed by two another guy. Here, the yeah. group personality—it's just like hard. Anybody's been—you know—you've been in a band or groups yeah. or anything. It's just like, you know, your best friends in the group, but then there's two other people you don't know. You got to get to know them. You're growing up together. You get some money. Yeah. It's like you know, it's like a whirlwind of uh, being other, in a band's the fucking worst. Yeah, it's man. the worst. They're terrible yeah, people. They're terrible, but you know, just I don't kidding. Wanna... <laughs> I love all you guys except for the ones I don't. Yeah, which exactly. Who, all, who aren't listening to this because they don't like the me. The ones either. I know you don't like. We don't. I good. love everybody else. Yeah, but it was it was a whirlwind of emotion. Um, but I was kind of halfway relieved and halfway. Like, relieve, like, okay, time to do something new, which yeah. I love new vibes. I love new energy. Like, I'm going to do something new now. I'm going to figure it out. And then the other half of me was like, man, was that our shot? Like, was that my shot, you know? So it was like, I think both emotions. But yeah. I've always been the type to, like, I've been very, like, we got to go. It's like, let's, yeah. I got to go. Yeah. I got to make music. I got to go anywhere and make music. Any studio. Friend had a studio at his house. I was there. Like, we would, I was just like... We gotta go, you know, like that type of. So I was, I picked up from there and kept putting out stuff. When did you know you could do it on your own without a band? I knew it. I think. I think I never really knew. I think I just always was. It's funny when you do music, you know. You never really know anything. It's just you gotta love it, you know. It's like I, I loved it. I didn't know what I was gonna do or how I was gonna do anything if I was gonna do anything. I was just like, I'm gonna rap. I'm gonna write. My friend does beat. We're just gonna like make stuff. And then, like, you know, after the years, I put mixtapes out in my city, and I had a buzz as a local rapper. And then, you know, I met the wonderful Jay Cash in between all of that because he was coming he heard up. Your, so he heard your—did he hear your music, or was it, like, a friend of a friend? The real story is we're not going to go too deep into the story, but it was, it was interesting. Go deep into the story. Okay, well, I— Go as deep as you can. Okay, I'll go—well, we, we had, like, a weed connection— that we ah, both smoked weed from the right. same guy. Yeah. And, you know, I had weed and he had weed. And the weed, my boy who sold weed was like, man, you should meet my, the J Cash, you should meet lunch. You guys do music. You both are dope. You guys should link up. He was doing Kevin Rudolph stuff at the time, putting out his stuff. And I was like doing my thing locally. And then, you know, we met. And when me and him met, we kind of stopped talking to everybody else and just were like, okay, we should make music together. And that kind of like rolled into everything. And and I saw Cash was honestly an inspiration of mine too because I saw Cash, you know, he wrote records on Kevin. It was like, you know, he was like landing. So I wasn't really thinking at that time either about songwriting. At that time. Like I remember certain people wanted my songs then and I'll be like, I'm not giving my songs away. Like right. I love my songs. Like I was still in this kind of artist mode and he was kind of in the same but still writing so it was kind of like inspiring. I was like man he's like writing and giving songs away and stuff so I think that like kind of like when I got into the, the mode of like songwriter was different from artists I put artists away for a while after a certain time I was like I'm not gonna be an artist again I'm gonna just write songs try to make money and yeah, you know course. he was coming he came out to LA and he always like man you need to get out here like leave Miami there's nothing there and I'll be like Sure, like I love it here. It's home. You get comfortable, and then I just took the risk. I was like, all right, I'm leaving. When did you come out here? I came out three years ago, three and a half. So we kind of met like right when you moved out. Yeah, I met Ross. I met Joe. Yeah, I met you know everybody, Ricky, everybody. Yeah, about three three years ago, I've been here. And so, how did it come to like? Okay, so now you come out here to pursue songwriting, and the first thing you do is then do an artist deal. Yeah, I did. The funny thing, I had another friend, Ben Billions, who's doing really yeah. well as a producer now. Who's like my boy. We came up together. We're working. He's we're in actually, Miami also. He's from he's yeah. from Delaware, but lived in Miami. Worked with Khaled for years, and then we started kind of like a production thing. Prior to that, I did like you know some Meek Mill stuff, like real rap stuff. I wasn't even like really into pop. At were a you? 
you getting cuts with me getting with those guys? Yeah, I was getting like minor cut. Like I did some Ace Hood stuff. I was like doing rap stuff, hooks. You know, rappers knew I had hooks, and they were like, "Yo, I want you to come through and work on this," and you know, and I'll do stuff like that. And I think uh, that's what when Cash was like, "Come out to LA," and I came here. And when I came first, everyone was like, "Yo, I do rap hooks," and like you should do that. And like you know, when I met Luke, he was like, "Yeah, you can you do the urban stuff," and like you know, so that was like. But I don't think he knew that I. I mean, when I shocked did, everyone when I did everything else, like besides that now, which is like the funniest thing ever. Well, that's the thing when, yeah. like, the first thing I start saying is, you know, when you bring up Thomas Rhett and Megan Trainer yeah. and Fifth Harmony and yeah. One Direction, yeah, like, like, I don't know, like, how much any of those have to do with rap hooks, but yeah. except for that they all kind of want to secretly be rappers. All, all at the yeah. end of them, they're all rap melodies or old songs. Or something. Does it work yeah. the other way where because you've worked with those artists, like, that are there rappers who are like, dude, I'm a huge Thomas Rhett fan. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be surprised. Huh? I'm yeah. sure. I'm, yeah, I mean, um, but no, but I'm I like think, half serious. I imagine that there are some that are like, yeah, like you know, I think the that are aware thing, of all of it. There, I think like the I translate good. I think I've always listened to a lot of music, so I I never felt like I couldn't do anything. Like I could work with Gotti tomorrow and do the hardest hook you've ever heard. Like, and then tomorrow I'll like you know right well you guys on like you know we'll do Selena or whatever. Like I'm not. I've never. I think that's why I think my roots of reggae and hip-hop made me fearless like i listen to everything so if i listen to it i want to feel like i could do it you yeah. know so i like obtain the information and i like i pick up and i've always been kind of a lot so i think like it made me fearless like i know i love pop music like i sure. think all of us secretly do even rappers like they know every song from the night and you know it's like guilty pleasure so i think like you know when i got the opportunity to like showcase it i was like oh, okay i'm gonna do you know something else Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. So how did it, how did you know that that you know music? When do you know that it's for you? I mean, if you're gonna have when tell me the story of bills. Like how do you how do you end up being like this one's for me? I'm not letting anyone else cut that. Well, bills, or is that way later in the process? I mean, how did that work? That was a that was another like I, like when I first came, I wasn't trying to be an artist at all. I was like, I'm gonna just come here, write songs, be creative. You know, I've met a great community of people that are like friends, and I'm like, yo, I'm gonna just write songs and have fun. And I wasn't like at all like, oh, I'm gonna shop a demo or I got like songs on the side. It was really, you know, I it was God's work. Like I met Ricky. The first time we did a Fifth Harmony single, which with Joe was That's on the first, the first time song guys... I ever met Ricky. That was the first song we ever did. So it was like, yeah. you know, I met you know me, Cash Taylor Parr. That was the first time I ever met Ricky. So like after that, we did the second time we worked. We did you know Burning Up for Jesse J, and then the same night we did Bills. So it was kind of like an energy, you know. It was like kind of like three single or three like records yeah, in, in in two days. In two days, and then yeah. when we did Bills, it was like. I think it was like, I was like, man, this is dope, you know, but I think more so, you know, if anybody knows Cash, he's like, this is for you. Like, we can't even like, he's like, no, bro, trust me. Like, you know, and I was like, are you sure? Like, I would want to be an artist. Right. Like, I was thinking like I wasn't really on it. But I think just the energy of me and Ricky and Cash and us and our little crew, it like became, felt good and it felt like it was. So it made my energy be like, okay, this is fun again. Like, I'm going to try it again and like do something. At what point were you like, you know, where you couldn't sleep at night because you're sitting there being like, oh, my God, I'm actually going to do this again. You know, like there was it sort of like instantaneous where, you know, they're like, no, you got to keep this record. Dude, you got to keep this record. This record's all yours. And then that night you're sitting there in bed being like, um, fuck, man, 
if we release this, this song's <laughs> really good. Like, my life is going to change. Yeah. Like, were you aware already at that point that you're going to end up being, you know... I was I was really, like, just... I, an artist again? I was, like, kind of like, man, okay. Like, I never... Like, after that, it was kind of numb. Like, you know, I was like, okay, this is going to be... And then, you know, people start calling and labels and then... My man's like, yo, people are calling me, and like, and it was, and it was. Were you on Kimosabi already at that point? Not as an artist. I was signed to uh, our, you know, prescription songs as a writer. So like at that time, it was, I wasn't really thinking about being an artist. So it was like, but I think what made me really, you know, I credit it to like Cash and Ricky and us, our little crew, and you know, Joe coming in and working on stuff. So I like to point to Joe. He doesn't have a mic, but I like to shout him out because he's he's here. But like, uh, like when I met, you know, I felt like I had friends and we started this thing. And that's what was important to me. Like, man, we got to yeah. fin- finish these songs and this stuff's dope. And, you know, and like I had cool people come in and Peter um, Svensson and everyone was so, I was like, okay, yeah. this is dope. Let's, you know, let's try something. And, you know, and it, you know, I was like, okay, I went for, you know, I was prepared. I was kind of more, I think everything leading me up to this point in my life from that time, like made me prepared, you know, sure. preparation meets opportunity. I was prepared to like more so handle it this time than I was when I was 18. Like, was it what you expected? Um, the I don't know the everything? success of it. I mean, you go, yeah. I, you know, it's it's one of those things where there aren't a lot of artists that I I knew you from from us writing together, but yeah. um, it's it's pretty rare that a a, a new uh, in quotes new artist because to you you weren't new, oh, but yeah. to everyone Super. else it's you know a lot of new artists will get a deal and people will be like hey check this out, yeah. and sometimes you check it out, sometimes, yeah. and when you do check it out most of the time you're like yeah this is good but this is a long shot I'm yeah. not really interested in like I'd rather go aim for Maroon Five or whatever exactly yeah. and then you know. In our community, everyone was like, you got to check this out. And then since we kind of all work as friends, uh, you know, when enough of your friends like, check this out, and you check uh, it out, and you're like, fuck, I want on this so bad. Yeah, which was, you know, it's like how, like... Stuff like that was inspiring me, too, because, you, know, you know, people like you and, like, Spence and Amar, like, people that I really look up to, like, a song, these are professional song makers, yeah. and it, it inspired me, like... You know, to like, okay, I'm gonna go for this, like, you know, and I and I and I, and it was fun, and it felt natural, and I was doing it the first time. You know, uh, it's hard being an artist sometimes because you always get to work with people you like, you right. know, and it's it's you know, it's and how the business it. works sometimes. But this time, I was like, I'm with my friend, like Cash is like my brother. You know, I'm with Ricky, who's now like basically my family. And somebody I really liked when I first met. And once again, he brought Joe yeah. and everyone and all the people. We sure. all went in this house and made. So it was like, it felt like we were a band or something, but we all were cool. So I was like, oh, this is this is fun. It's, it's a I whole different thing about, than being in a band where you're like, where you have yeah. drama because everyone needs the spotlight yeah. versus something like this where everyone's trying to make the spotlight more on you. Yeah. And, and we were trying to know? make cool stuff. Like, like, I feel like I, like, I feel like what I did Bill's. And like the stuff, like Mama and those, I kind of like found myself. Like when I used to talk about music before, that's why I always like telling like artists, new artists, because I'm still new, but I've been in the game for a while. So I try to like, you know, friends that are mine. I'm like, yo, find your voice, find who you are. Like find, like I know, you know, I still have ways to go, but I feel like who I am, I've, I know who I am yeah. and what I want to say. And so like when I did Bills and we did Mama and I did Love Me Back, I was like, man, I love, I could play this stuff for my mom. Like yeah. I was so happy to make music like that. And I found my voice. It was like, I have no problem every day now like working on myself were your parents just incredibly proud when they yeah my mom was extreme she was you know i think you know they're always happy to see you do something with yourself you know i think i think they know how bad i always wanted to do music and they were happy when i came out here and pursued as a writer and i just happy when i came out i think she'd be happy in any sense but just like oh okay you know and i was you know it, it went through so i was like man you know Everyone, being an artist is hard. A lot of people try and they fail, you know. So even the little glimpse of it, I was like, man, this is cool. And we've talked about how your mom was so encouraging with your dad over all those years. And Mm -hmm. it's like, I can imagine that you kind of got the same sort of encouragement for you too. Oh, yeah. Just being like, go, 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 go. Yeah, she always was like, really believed in me. And like... She's that type of supportive person. Like, you know, I think that's important that people like, you know. When did you know that you were kind of famous i'm not famous at all well i mean in some for sure i mean well to some okay harry styles is famous right okay okay. (laughs) i know what you mean though no but i mean like you know um you go into 
Uh, my guess is that there's not a street in Australia you can walk down. <laughs> yeah, it's you a know? lot of love. Yeah, I think it's it's cool. Like I think it's I think like still people are finding out more about me and they know more about my music, which is like really awesome. Because like you know, labels are always gonna hit you with the analytics of everything, and really right. my analytics are way higher than like who I am as a human being, which I kind of love. Interesting. You know, what do you mean that? By I that? just mean like I have you know, there's like a lot of streams on bills and my songs and a lot of hits on you, but like I can, I go places and like you know, people might know the music before they know who I am, which I kind of like sometimes. I kind of like that. You know, I want the music to be always the first before the, the is crap. That- you know, which is like. You know, I mean, is that how you personally. got you got introduced to? I mean, all these different artists want you to feature, not just like write with them. Yeah, is it because they heard bills, or is it like you go and write with them? And they're like, your voice is dope. I mean, how does how do you end up being so diverse? I think I'm, I think it's just I'm lucky, man. But I think when I when I do do refs though, honestly, and I think any songwriter that really wants, I try to murder the ref, like. For yeah. rappers, like anybody, I'm gonna like I'm gonna lay it like you should lay it. I'm right. gonna do the timing and I'm gonna do everything, you know, not perfect, but I try to do that. So I think sometimes it either lands me on the song and then being that I have like I've done my artist stuff and they aware of certain things, they're like, Oh, okay. It's dope to have you on it, you know. But even with Nikki, like Trinity and them girls, that was like completely natural. Like she just showed me love and kept me on the song and I think it was because of how I bopped on the reference or I don't know. But it was like Luckily, I get featured, so, you know, it's like, I think I, but I try to go in on them like I do. I let my secret, I try to like, <laughs> I well, try to go in on the ref. Yeah. We've said, we were talking about that where you were saying that your goal is, is. To be the best collaborator of all time. Yeah, man, yeah. that's, <laughs> dude, yeah. that's incredible. Yeah, yeah. Like, what an interesting way to put it. Like I'd like to think that that's my goal too, but it's not really the same thing. Like you're literally being featured on these records. Yeah. I mean, is there? A, I can't imagine you're being featured on you know a Michael Bublé record right now, but maybe to. I would love to. I like. I, I I'll, t- I'll no tell him that. About Please that. tell him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell him. I, would lo- I love Michael Bublé, but yeah. um, yeah, I don't. I'm not. I'm not trying to. I don't want to put myself in any box because I love music. Like. And I feel like I could find my way on anything. So it's like I don't want to be like, you know, when, once again, Joe, when Joe hit me about the Thomas Rhett song and that he, like, like my son, I was like, you know, listening to his stuff before and getting yeah. on Feel Good was like, man, I'm a bop on this. Like, this is dope. Like, you know, like yeah. when I did, when working with Megan, like, you know, we have a similar vibe of like positive music and happy and and then I go on Gotti stuff. You know, I don't like, because I listen to everything. So it's like, and I feel like I could, I want to tap into the emotion of anything. You know, there's only a couple of things to talk about love, you know, happiness, sure. anger. And then the street, you know, me growing up in Miami, I have a background of like being around edgy stuff. So it's like. Were you ever worried about, you know, I mean, Yo Gotti's got, uh, he definitely has some lyrics where I think, where it's, uh, Seems like he grew up in some pretty dangerous yeah, too. Some serious yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, did, were you ever yeah. afraid of of your childhood at all? Like, I mean, um, were you ever in that kind of like dangerous? I mean, I, I'm not there? a street dude. You know, I didn't yeah. grow up like you know, but I grew. I have friends who are in the street. You know, growing up in Miami, it's a really fast city. You know, and it's a lot of stuff going on, and you see things, and you know, being a creative, it's like you write your environment. You know, I hung around a lot of different people. I seen a lot of things from all. I have diff, so many different type of friends. And like, yeah. I think that my music is based on my life. Like, I have hippie friends. I have like really street friends, and then I have like, you know, my nice friends. Like, I have so many different diverse people in my life, and I think that's where it kind of bleeds into the music. Like, oh, I'm, you know, my friends love, uh, you know, Michael Bublé, and they listen yeah. to Thomas Rhett, and they listen to, you know, like, you know, fits in the tantrums, and like, right. you know, they listen to so many indie music, and I think that's why I could tap into it. Like, oh, I'm a, I'm gonna kill this. I live, I love, you know. You know, I love MT, um, MGMT and, uh, you know, it's like, and it all kind of goes into the hip hop thing. Like I said, like reggae and rap and like, you know, hip hop is like very, like a genre where it's like kind of free. Like we'll get on anything like, you know, and then, you know, kind of runs with my pop stuff. It's like soul and like, you know, I don't, I don't know. I'm a how mess. do you manage the different politics? How do you, yeah, exactly. Yeah. How, how do you manage the different politics of it? Because the difference of writing for yourself versus writing for you know, a Megan or, you know, writing for Yo Gotti are totally different because the oh, way yeah. the, the, you know, management works and all that stuff. Yeah. 
How do you navigate <laughs> that stuff? You know, it's like funny. I was showing my manager the other day because I did a hook for Gotti on his new mixtape coming out on the 23rd album called CM9. And it's kind of hard what I'm saying, but I'm also, you know, working on a lot of movie stuff and a lot of sync stuff. So it's like... What do you what do you mean? Well, it's just like, you know, like with the peanut stuff and like, you know, a oh, lot right, of yeah, animation yeah. stuff. And they're like always trying to get me involved because uh, to me, it's like, we're worried. Like, But I, I feel like this is my... I feel like everyone loves music. Nowadays, kids don't... They don't block their playlists are so diverse. Like, like you listen to a Kai, it's like a Yo Gotti song is next to a Megan Trainor song, is right. next to a Thomas Rhett song. Just a dope song. Is next a to a song. Selena yeah. Gomez song. Like is like everyone. So I, I feel like if you box yourself in, you're gonna you'll lose like as an artist, like so many dope things like to be a part of. But you when know? you do are, are you purposefully positive in your you know, my, yeah, yeah, my music I mean, is my my like sanity. Like my music is like what I want to talk about. Like it's my freedom. Like I like to put positivity in the world, talk about love, talk about good stuff and Is that the Jamaica good. vibe? That's the I think it dates back to the reggae. That's the probably the Bob the just the good, you know, I've I always I always say now I could play my music with my mom and I'm being myself and cuz I'm not a, you know, I am a happy guy. I'm like I love music, I love chords, I love soul, I love you know that type of stuff. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like I think goes into my music is like for my health. I right. think like for my way of I can sleep. Like I love like you know I talk about what I want to talk about, which is like very nice and beautiful. You know, I put for your family. <laughs> I put a list of a, of a few people where I'm curious. Uh, you know, just sort of say like the first thing that comes to mind. All right, All right. Ty Dolla Sign, legend. Why? He's just a talented dude, man. I, I mean, heard you talking about him the other day, and yeah, I was like, man, I hope somebody talks artists. about me behind my back. The way you talk <laughs> nah, Ty's Dallas. my homie, man. I just put a song out with him on Friday, too. Yeah, congrats, on Earth. Man. Thank you. Just a fun holiday release. But, um, yeah, he's just one of the talented dudes I ever met, man. Just his ability to sing and play, and I, I just his voice is he's just dope. I mean, he's on a Fifth Harmony. He's another one. He's on a Fifth Harmony song. And then if you listen to his music, it's like... You yeah, know, right. It's like, I think it's us. We're like these hybrid people who just like... Well, we were saying we were saying know? this also where it seems like some people who do features, like they kind of jump the shark, so to speak. Like they end up doing a feature on a record where they fuck. Why yeah, do now that? I'm not that. I'm not cool. Anymore. Yeah. Like, yeah. But I don't know if that really ever happens. You know, I, I think... <sighs> I think even if it's a shitty song, it tends to be like people are like, oh, well, that's sort of what happened. Yeah. I, don't know, I don't know if anyone's paying that much attention to anybody else. I think it's you as a person, too, you know? Like yeah. Kendrick's on a Taylor Swift song, and I still think he's dope and yeah. mad cool. It doesn't make the hip-hop fans like, oh, my God, he's on the Taylor Swift. You know, it's like he still put To Pimp a Butterfly out, and we're like, wow. Yeah. You know, still talking about, like, all type of racially dr- everything, and he's on a Taylor Swift. It's just like who you are, I yeah. think, that kind of, like, you know, plays it. How about J Cash? Awesome, man. My brother. He's the homie. I mean, it's so much talented, it's like... psycho, great human. Yeah. Yeah. Al Roker. Legend. My Dude, how did that happen? Like, oh, so I watched the Today Show in the morning. We we always put it on while we're eating breakfast and stuff like that. Yeah. And when Bills was first out, it was like, did all he cared about. Yeah. Was he's, the, he's the nicest dude. How did you meet that guy? Was it straight from Bills? Straight right? from Bills. I mean, it was crazy to support. That song, like, drew so many people in my... But I was like... You know, he just really supported it on the Today Show and was like, you got to come up here. And and then when we met, it was like, you know... It was... He was just... He's Uncle Al. He's a great... He's, he's a... Like, I'm walking around New York City with him and people are, like, screaming out of cars and, like... He's famous. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> like, famous. Okay. He's right. famous as so. hell. Why does a song be... How is a song so big in Australia, so big in the UK? And it did well here, and it's such yeah. a giant country. So yeah. I think people realize like the levels of success here are, are skewed yeah, and different. Yeah. But why Why did it connect so well in, in some countries like Australia and the UK? I think... Um, well, you know, I think for, you know, just being a, I think those like Australia, UK, Germany, they're such left countries with music. Like they accept, I feel like they take in music different from America, you know, 
America for some reason. Like it's like Bills was such a left song at the time. Like I don't think nothing sound with the like the ragtime piano and it's like ah, that's like his yeah. house. It was like I think it was a lot for American radio. I mean, there's a lot of variations of why you know a song doesn't always do sure. its full potential here. But even I'm not mad at because it, it did make its mark here that made me. You yeah, know, I mean, like, obviously. Oh, this guy's like super dope, which I was happy. You know, I could have been either the Bills guy or I could have been like in America or the guy that's like got potential to do more. And I think I'm glad it worked everywhere else, which, you know, helped me like, um, like be if I when I get here, I'll get the whole world. So I'm like super happy about that. But, but I think, I think like over there, people just love different stuff. They love like, they love, like, something. Like, I listen to the radio there. I'm like, what's this? Like, you know, they love, like, it was so, like, new. I think it just, like, kind of smacked people, I think, a little bit. So, yeah. I mean, we, well, we all did, and that's why, yeah. you know, it's like, it's it's why all those artists want you to feature on their records because yeah. they're like, man, this is cool. It's, yeah. You know, regardless exactly. of good or not, and it's good, too. Yeah. But the fact that people are like, this is cool. This is cool. Yeah. You know, like. Which I loved. Yeah. And when you did, the, I mean, the. The music video really kind of shows your sense of humor. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, did you direct it too, or no, is it like your concept? I, I gave the concept. Like, I I like you know a collaborating. I like giving my idea yeah. and him shooting it back. So we kind of collaborate on it. Ricky mm-hmm. had ideas too, and Cash. We all kind of. I knew I wanted to play like different people and like show working class people and stuff. So yeah, it was like kind of like collaborative thing. You think you're gonna continue doing um, the artist thing forever now that the doors open? Yeah, I think I want to do it as long as I, long as I think I'm not like crazy. Like I'm not like because before the artist thing, and you were like, I don't know, you know, I don't, I just want to do the writing thing. No, I want to take it to the moon now. Like now, I mean, I'm into it and I'm doing it. I want to eventually, you know, do be be the best that I can at it, and also still write and be creative. Like just be a great creative collaborative artist. You know. Yeah, it's and awesome. luckily I have friends like like Ross. I've cast so many friends who we have this community of writers that like you know bring me in on a lot of cool stuff, and I get to you know feature on stuff, and so I'm, yeah, I'm I'm blessed, man. I'm happy. Like I feel I feel good. Yeah, you're doing well. Thank you. Um, well, I I appreciate that you came and no did problem. this podcast, man. This is crazy. This is Ross's amazing, you know, world. I was going to say to sort of close, I can't think of another writer that's walked into the community where everyone wants to like be them. Not like we'll just work with, but there's such a different thing. You know, we have writers that come in who everyone wants to work with because they're good. Yeah. And you may like them, but it doesn't necessarily mean that like you you look up to them as as the whole package sometimes you're like this is it they they're a good collaborator they're really smart or they're really yeah. they can sing well or that but you know it's like i think everybody likes it, sometimes you like being with them for a short amount yeah, of time sure. or yeah. you know it's like but a it's a real family you're like all right yeah yeah, yeah. i break. mean like you could yeah, be closer yeah. to them but yeah, it's, it's you know it's it's a different thing when there's like a there's, it always seems to be a battle for your time. Yeah, yeah. So many people want to have you in the room. Yeah. It's like, I, most of the people that we even have on this podcast are are older than you are. You're you're really young to have uh, made such a big mark. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited to see what happens Thank for you gosh. over the next few years because the fact that you've only been here for three years and you've already made that much of an impact. Uh. I mean, I can promise you from having been out here for a little bit longer, like, <laughs> it's going to be really fun, Yeah, thank you, you know? Man. But that's why I kind of think it's cool, like, even when you shared your, like, story of being here with me and a lot of things. Like, I think time is just, you're better and you learn. And, like, I learn so much every day. Like, I just don't, I learn from you. I learn from everyone I work with, like, Ricky. And I just, like, I love taking in the information and, like, getting better you know and like you know not being like everything's like a fast learner i'm like a slow learner too i slowly adapt like you get better with time you know like so it's like you know i think i'm just lucky you're only as good as the people you're around so i'm around you know i can't give myself all the credit you know i'm I'm lucky to be around like really dope yeah but you've learned people. from being with you know even salam as I, like look, salam named me lunch money salam remy sitting he with named him you I, lunch money yeah salam named me lunch money yeah how did was, that happen i was young my brother was really cool with him and i was known for a long time like not to like 
my brother, they always knew me like, yo, your brother could rap. I'd come around my big brother and they'd be like, yo, make your brother rap, man. Like, your brother's really nice. And my brother would be like, man, rap for him. So, like, a lot of people found out, like, from my brother, you know, and then Salam kind of met me. He's kind of a big dude Is, it, is your brother proud? Yeah. My brother's, like, super marketing guy, you know. My brother's yeah. on his Instagram. Like, my brother has a new show on Thursday. Come out, like, you know, that's yeah. my brother. Like, he's like, you know, we're, we're a cool family. We're all, like, artistic in some way or in the... In the field of work, you know, it's with the. I know I said I was going to close, but we're not, I'm not anymore because I was going to also <laughs> say, you know, like the. I've noticed this with almost every writer who's ever been signed to Luke, yeah, or you know, or come through prescription. Mm. Their level of excellence is so much higher than than yeah. most people because. Learned a lot from that guy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, when you're talking about Salam and not Luke, from that dude and too. I mean. The similarities of them, too, I always say, too, like, Salam, if you know his work from, like, Amy and Miguel and all the type of, you know, like, he's really an artist producer, not a lot of writers. He, like, works solely with artists who write their own stuff and, like, develops his sound thing. But the dudes that I came up around, like, their level of focus and intensity when it comes to, like, finishing stuff, like, I always say it's, like, it's crazy. Even my dad, like, I look at all the dudes that I... The men in my life who, like, helped me, like, the homies who helped me for it, and they're all, like, the same. Like, they're super, like, intense finishers of finishing, and everything has to be. So I think it kind of made me, like, either, like, have tough skin or, like, like yeah. we had to, like, be yeah. in. And, like, you know, it's like even my pops is still like that to this day. Like, one, one of my favorite quotes is, is that geniuses finish things. <laughs> That's and I, I just think that that's like, Very true. that to me, that's, that's the answer. Cause just because so many people, there's so many people who are so talented yeah. and they think of themselves as genius or people recognize their potential, yeah. but they just can't finish a record or an album or a story yeah. or whatever it is. They can't finish it. Yeah. And if they finish it, then someone will recognize it for being genius. But until then... It's Very just true. a bunch of just like, potential. Yeah, potential. And it's like... That you can only be cute with yeah, potential exactly. for so long. Like, until man, you... it's so good, like, but is it done? You know? Right. And I think just being around those dudes and, like, you know, I think it's... I think it all makes us all, like, kind of like that. I mean, you know, even being around, like, Ricky and Be- Benny and like everybody... It's like this level of finish, like, we're going to go and, like, finish the song. Like, yeah. And I think from Salam and just Luke being, you know, a great finisher and, like, even my dad, like... You yeah. know, being his, how he does stuff. He's always been young and with me, like, hard on me. Like, you have to do this right, and da-da-da, like, his level, you know. And, like, so I think it, like, made me, like, like you know, kind of refined you, like, over a while. Like, yeah. You know, like that kind of thing. Well, it seems to have worked, my friend. Yeah, kind of, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah a little bit. I don't know. I we'll see. It. A couple of years. Well, congrats yeah. on Heaven on Earth and uh, excited for uh, the next chapter for you. Thank you. Hey, congrats on your podcast. And Hi. Joe. Yeah, thanks, Joe. <laughs> thanks for listening to this episode of And the Writer Is. If you want to hear music from this songwriter I just interviewed, be sure to check out our Spotify playlist or visit our website at andthewriteris.com. If you like what we're doing, please subscribe to us on iTunes. You can also like us on Facebook and Twitter. And the Writer Is is produced by Joe London, edited by Miles Bergsma, and published by Big Deal Music. A special thanks to Jeff Sparger, David Silberstein from Mega House Music, and Michael White. Until next time, this is Ross Golan. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.